Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mr. Birdman's Movie Reviews. Uh, We'll be kicking off uh, Season 3 today. I appreciate everybody's uh, patience in regards to this uh, new season uh, being started. Um, If you follow me on Facebook, you may recall that originally the season premiere episode was going to be on A Time to Kill, starring Matthew McConaughey. Don't worry, I do hope to review that movie soon for a uh, future episode for the season. Um, But in honor of the passing of the late comedian and actor Bob Saget. I felt that it was um, that it felt right to start the season off with Full House. And considering how the series as a whole is celebrating its 35th anniversary this fall, I figured it was definitely appropriate on both of those counts to start off uh, with the series recap and uh, my reflections on the series as a whole. So here we go. The idea of Full House was the brainchild of television creator jeff franklin now uh, jeff franklin he got his start uh, writing for various television comedies in the late 70s and early 80s um his credentials at that time included shows like laverne and shirley and the tom hanks comedy starring bosom buddies but he was definitely wanting to get his own show on the air according to an a and e biography episode of full house uh jeff franklin stated that at one point he had written 12 ideas got six of them ordered uh but zero of them had been had gotten picked up by the networks so he decided to go ahead and and, uh, basically write movies and two of his scripts did get picked up and they were transitioned into feature films those movies include just one of the guys and summer school starring mark Harmon and christy alley Uh, after those uh, two movies were moderate successes at the box office jeff franklin decided to give television writing another shot and his original pilot and the basis for Full House originally started as a series called House of Comics, and it was going to be about three comedians, stand-up comedians, living together. However, when he learned that ABC was in the market for a family show, he decided to switch things up and only made one of the main characters a stand-up comedian and gave gave the other two main leads other positions, such as a aspiring rock and roller and a sportscaster. Uh, The reason that he changed the concept is because, yeah, ABC wanted a family show. Now, if you're somebody like me who studies pop culture and follows trends um, of particular decades, you'll notice that the 80s were really big for family sitcoms. Um, The sitcoms that were really big at the time in regards to family shows were shows like Family Ties, Growing Pains, and of course, The Cosby Show. So that was really why Jeff Franklin wanted to switch to switch things up a bit. Um, so the first character uh, that I do want to talk about is going to be the character of Jesse Cochran. Uh, his name later became Jesse Katsopoulos, played by John Stamos, who played the uh, main, uh, main character's brother-in-law. But before we go any further, uh, in case you don't know, the basic premise for Full House it follows a widower by the name of Danny Tanner who loses his wife in a tragic car accident. The problem is he has three young girls that he needs help raising. So when his wife does unexpectedly pass away, he enlists the help of his brother-in-law and his best friend to help raise the girls. And the first character that we are going to be talking about is Jesse Cochran, who would later become known as Jesse Katsopoulos by season two, and he was going to be betrayed by John Stamos, a Greek-American uh, treasure. Um, 
Jesse as a character uh, to me definitely does have the most growth throughout the entire series. Uh, when we first meet him, he's basically just kind of like a carefree adult. Um, and he basically does wh what he wants whenever he wants. And he, and over time, over the course of the series, he definitely becomes a more responsible a more responsible adult he settles down and gets married and has a family um yeah he becomes a husband he becomes a father and then as the series progresses he also becomes a nightclub owner he owns a cl uh, club called the smash club he becomes a radio dj um with one of the other main characters um and they have a radio show called the rush hour renegades i remember back in the day me and my buddy tony we used to <laughs> i used to go over to his house and like we would play with the audio and i would we would pretend that we had our own rendition of the rush hour renegades so that definitely was a lot of fun um, and if you've ever watched Full House, uh, you'll notice that like the character of Jesse, especially in the early seasons, not so much like the later years, uh, is that he is a diehard Elvis Presley fan. Um, it was because of Full House that I actually learned about the character of, or not the character, I should say the legend known as Elvis Presley. Uh, the second character, uh, main character, was going to be Joey Gladstone, played by Dave Coulier. Now, he was definitely uh, the character that stayed a comedian. Uh, actually, he's more so like an aspiring stand-up comedian. Uh, he does like various voices and impressions, um, particularly uh, the character of Popeye. And he and the character of Joey would also do other ones like uh, the Jetsons, Scooby-Doo, and the Muppet Babies, which at the time that Full House was on, um, Dave Coulier was also doing uh, the voice of Animal on Muppet Babies. So that definitely made sense on how he would uh, bring that in there. There was also another character that he would bring on. It would be like a puppet that was named Mr. Woodchuck. And pretty much... Mr. Woodchuck was basic was a puppet that always talked about wood, um, any wood puns, anything like that. Um, the character of Joey was basically like a big kid. Um, you know, he had like he had toys, he had like various um, outfits um, that basically made, made him look like a kid. He had like a Scooby Doo nightshirt, um, like Scooby Doo like pajamas. Um, in one episode, he had, like, Ninja Turtle pajamas. Yeah, yeah, you get the idea. He basically was a big kid. Um, I liked this character when I was a kid, uh, mostly because, like, he did, like, the funny voices and the funny impressions. Um, but as an adult, not so much. Um, this is definitely a character, or at least, like, reading on the internet, um, has gotten, like, the most mixed reaction. Um, I think really because, like, as the girls grow up, it just seems like the character of Joey is just kind of there. Um, there really isn't a whole lot of growth. There really isn't a whole arc. Um, but to be fair, Dave Col Dave Coulier does a does do a good job playing the character, and you can definitely tell that his heart was in it and making the show. Um, but I just think that the writing could have been a little bit better. But I mean, hey, you know, no no show is perfect. I'm sure Dave Coulier is a nice guy in real life. And then finally, the main character who would initially started off as, as the lead uh, is the character of Danny Tanner, played by the late, great Bob Saget, um, who has, who as of this episode has passed, who it's been a little bit over a month since he has passed away. Um, rest in peace.
Uh, Bob Saget was actually the original choice uh, to play Danny Tanner. Um, Jeff Franklin had been familiar with him um, because they used to work on uh, Bosom Buddies. Or actually what Bob Saget did, like, you know, he was stand-up comedian. And before they started taping Bosom Buddies, um, he basically would go and do stand-up. Um, he was basically like the opening act of, uh, on, on that show. Um, however, at the time when they were casting Full House, uh, Bob Saget was not available. He was doing a morning show for CBS. So they went with their next choice with an actor by the name of John Posey. John Posey shot uh, the pilot episode for Full House, which can actually be available on the season one DVD release of Full House. Um, there's also clips available online of John Posey as the character of Danny Tanner. Um, now the, now John Posey, um, he's really kind of a character. He was really basically like a character actor. Uh, he's, and since then he's, uh, had like some guest spots on various TV shows over the years. Um, but when you do watch, uh, the John Posey, I guess you could say the John Posey cut on YouTube, um, you could definitely tell that, I mean, granted it is a pilot episode, so not everyone really has like a, a feel of like how the characters are going to be played out or fleshed out. Um, but John Posey, I mean, granted he did the best he could, but he really just seemed like sort of like a Joey character, you know, like, you know, like the fun guy and like a big kid and stuff. Um, and however, once Bob Saget did become available, he was actually fired from the morning show. Um, Jeff Franklin wanted to hire Bob Saget to play Danny, yet ABC advised him that it was going to cost around $200,000 to reshoot the pilot, um, which they said, okay, everybody did a screen test with Bob Saget and John Posey was let go. Uh, the character of Danny uh, was a bit of a neat freak and was obsessed with cleaning. This does contradict a, a season one episode where basically the house is a mess and Danny's mother has to come in and basically help clean the house. Um, an example of Danny's um, obsession with cleaning comes from a season three episode entitled Lust in the Dust. Danny is basically set up on a blind date with... Um, with the character of Stephanie, her dance instructor by the name of Karen. However, it turns out that Karen is a bit of a slob. So, and that basically freaks him out. Um, there's even a bit where like, he's trying to make out with her and he's basically like folding her socks. Um, and he goes into like this monologue about like how he can basically open up a whole new world for her, um, of like mops and brooms and everything. It's, it's really funny. Um, but, Danny, despite his obsessiveness with cleaning, uh, he always looked out for his family. Um, he was definitely always the one character to give out advice, even the even when the family sometimes was a bit hesitant. Um, but needless to say, Bob Saget was the perfect choice for Danny, um, and it's a shame that he had that he had uh, pa passed away. Rest in peace. Um, so now that we've talked about the three guys, let's go ahead and talk about the three girls that they were supposed to raise. Uh, the first one was DJ, played by Candace Cameron. Uh, Candace Cameron um, definitely does a good job as DJ. Her character was probably the most level-headed on the show. Um, a lot of episodes that really focused on her was ranging from like boy problems to body image issues. There's a good season four episode entitled Shape Up, um, in which DJ goes on a crash diet. Um like she stops eating for like three days. Uh, she 
almost faints like when the family goes to a when, when the family goes to a gym and basically dj uh, by the end of the episode dj basically learns to the right way to lose weight and take care of herself um there's also another good episode entitled Just Say No Way. Um, in this episode, uh, DJ is thrown together a school dance. Um, there's a guy that she likes and turns out he, uh, she catches him drinking beer. One of the and there's a guy that like, you know, sprays beer all over her. And Uncle Jesse believes that she's been drinking and she has a drinking problem. Um, it's definitely a good episode. It talk, um, really does talk about like a lot of peer pressure um and accusations and everything and candace cameron definitely does a really good job on the episode um i also have to point out that there is a phrase that dj does say is particularly in the in the early part of the series she really doesn't say too much in the later part which is oh my lanta uh because in real life candace cameron is a christian and you know didn't really want to say oh my god which coming from a christian standpoint i don't blame her i don't like saying that as well um but besides the point yeah all my lanta is definitely something that has been said by people 35 years later uh next we have the middle daughter of uh, uh stephanie played by jody sweden um steph the character of stephanie to me was a little bit more laid back however there, she always found uh, ways to get into trouble um, which actually leads me into the first episode that I ever saw of Full House, which is called Honey, I Broke the House. Um, I can just already hear my cousin Ashley saying, how do you know like all the names of these episodes? What the heck? So, yeah. So the first episode I ever saw, yeah, was called Honey, I Broke the House. And which, if you've ever seen Full House, you know exactly the episode I'm talking about. Um, in the episode, Joey has like a brand new car um, and he has to step away for a bit. Stephanie gets in the car uh, pretending to drive Joey's car and the keys are left in the ignition. When Stephanie sees R she, and turns on the car, she automatically assumes that the R means radio, not realizing that R means reverse. And so she backs Joey's car into the house and busts in the kitchen. There's a car in the kitchen. How'd a car get through the kitchen? Through the window? Yeah, it's definitely definitely easily one of... Um, Full House's more most classic, most iconic episodes. Um, Stephanie also has a phrase that is still said to this day, and anybody who says it automatically knows it's from Full House, which is how rude. Um, Jody Sweeten has even said in interviews that that will probably be on her tombstone when she dies. There's also another good episode that stephanie is is in it's from season six called silence is not golden uh in the episode stephanie is paired with a arrogant student and her arrogant classmate and they have to do a project about about the the other person's home life and the the classmate his name is charles basically admits that he gets abused at home and the and charles tells stephanie not to say anything and you know like keep, keep it as a promise uh through unfortunate circumstances stephanie cannot keep that promise and reveals it to uncle jesse and by the end of the episode uh charles is placed in a foster home um again i have to give kudos to the fact that like you know they touched on a very serious topic that was another thing about like those um 
Another thing about like those family sitcoms uh, in the 1980s and the early 90s, there was always that concept of what's called a very special episode where like each particular sitcom would always talk about like, you know, a really controversial topic, whether it was like drug abuse, the dangers of alcohol, um, even some episodes even went as far as like, you know, child molestation. Um, you know, go to different strokes for that one. Um, but yeah, um, every so often, um, much like si- silence is not golden, Full House um, definitely did touch on some sensitive topics. And rounding up the three girls was the character of Michelle, played by Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Uh, They certainly spent their formative years on television. They were nine months old when the series started. Um, This character, as she got older, um, or or when she was at least able to start talking, um, basically would always spout out like various catchphrases. Uh, Some of the early ones were, you got a dude, or you're in big trouble, mister, or no way, Jose. Um... She was definitely the most, uh, the character of Michelle was basically like the most spoiled of the series. Um, usually w- uh, always like got her way or whenever someone said or did something that, that she didn't like, um, she basically, it, it just seemed like at times like the family would just like, you know, bow down to her and stuff. Um, but at the same time, the Olsen twins were able to, uh, were able to act in some really good, like dramatic moments. Uh, for example, there's a season seven episode entitled "The Last Dance," where in, in the episode, um, Jesse's grandfather Papuli comes to visit from Greece, and Michelle really bonds with Papuli. However, if you have seen the episode, uh, Papuli does die in his sleep, and it's definitely the first time that, like Michelle, especially, has ever had to deal with losing losing a family member and losing a loved one. And there are some really good moments with her and John Stamos on how, you know, how one can deal with grief and the loss of a loved one. It's actually known as like one of the more iconic episodes of Full House. Um, If anyone like really remembers at that time, like as soon as the Olsen twins like began to speak, it's like they basically just started to take off. Um, And they did like specials, they did mini music videos, they did a home video series, um, and they certainly were mini moguls. Um, I think, yeah, and I just don't think anyone had really seen that um, at that time. Um, And they definitely became famous. So that was the main cast, and over and over the course of the series, um, Full House would definitely have some more supporting cast. Um, there was also Becky or, or Rebecca Donaldson, played by Lori Loughlin. Um, she is the co-host of Wake Up San Francisco, um, alongside Danny Tanner, and is originally from Nebraska. Originally, she was going to be on just only for six episodes, um, but she stayed on as a love interest for the character of Jesse. Uh, they ended up marrying each other in season four and had twins in the next season, uh, Nikki and Alex, who to me didn't really add too much to the story. They were just kind of there like whenever whenever it was convenient for the plot. Um, but the character of Becky definitely served as a female role model for er, for er, the early part of the series, specifically in like starting in like season two, uh, whenever there was a conversation that really needed a woman's touch, so to speak. Um, uh, the character of Becky was there to help comfort the girls, and she definitely did a uh, did a good job. 
And then lastly, in regards to the supporting cast, the main reason that I watched the show was, of course, the character of Kimmy Gibbler, played by Andrea Barber. Um, when the series originally started, she was more so just like a supporting character, but then she became like a regular on uh, right around season season five. She's DJ's best friend, and to the rest of the family, she's everyone's worst nightmare. Uh, she was really known for her crazy schemes, her lack of intelligence, and of course, her smelly feet. Um, but there were some moments where Kimmy did have episodes, um, based around her and it showed that she had more of a vulnerable side and it showed that she had depth as a character as well and even has feelings um there's a season six episode entitled um birthday blues in which uh kimmy is turning 16 and she automatically assumes that dj is going to be throwing her a birthday party um however on the same night it's dj and her and her boyfriend steve's it's like six month anniversary um, so they have to throw a birthday party. So the family like basically throws a party for her in like 20 minutes. Um, Kimmy is a little bit oblivious to it until, until DJ's boyfriend points it out saying that this was like a mercy party and thrown at the last minute. But of course, in true full house fashion, um, ev- everybody is happy and is, and makes up by the end. So full house debuts in September of 1987. It debuts on a Friday night. Um, critics were not impressed. Uh, People Magazine gave it a D plus. Uh, one reviewer stated that he would be lucky to make it to Thanksgiving. Um, so yeah, it did air on Fridays. Um, so, um, and sometimes, and so, sometimes during that first season, it would even air on Tuesdays after another um, iconic and more popular series on ABC at the time, Who's the Boss, starring Tony Danza, and it definitely started to slowly build up an audience. They even did that in the summer as well. Um, they would air Full House on Tuesday nights, and then they would air it on Friday nights, you know, to build up an audience. So that way more people could catch it on Tuesday nights, because Friday nights aren't exactly known for having a lot of uh, a lot of viewership most people are like going out going out to eat going out to the movies or just doing other just doing other things or even playing playing video games um over time full house definitely did become a tgif staple now for those who may not remember tgif uh was basically abc's night of family comedies um it would basically be like a two-hour block of you know four family comedies and then the night would end uh with uh, 2020 which is still going on to this day um as of now tgif has kind of gone back and forth over the last few years but the staples at that time that full house was on tgif were shows like dinosaurs perfect strangers and family matters the reason that i say that is because full house did not stay on fridays for its entire run Starting in season five, uh, the series moved uh, to Tuesday, and that is when Full House really started to take off in terms of like ratings wise. It's a it's by season five in which it does become a top 10 show with with it peaking at number eight in the fifth season. And Full House basically kicked off kicked off Tuesday night and it was a lead in for a lot of family comedies Um, when it comes to like network television each network basically has like its own they it basically has its own night its own night uh cbs is known for 
doing stuff on Sunday nights. Uh, NBC in the 90s had Thursday must-see TV. And in that time frame, ABC's night was uh, Tuesday. So they had Full House, they had Home Improvement, they had Roseanne, and they had Coach. Um, So I think by Full House kicking off the night, um, it was you knew it was definitely a good way for some more family comedies outside of TGIF. Um, it's around this time after season five that uh, head showrunner Jeff Franklin, uh, he left to take on another show uh, entitled Hanging with Mr. Cooper. And it's right around this time, like from season six all the way to the end of the series, is that there's a little bit of like change in the show in terms of its humor. There's a lot more ooze. There's a lot more ahs, um, especially like when someone is kissing. And something that I've noticed, like when it came to the kissing scenes, it's like somebody will come in on them and they would do one of two things. Um, they would either just stare at them like really awkwardly or they would have like a clever zinger. Um like just like some kind of joke and then it would get a laugh however with time though uh it seems as if interest did begin to fall off as a lot of trending things do uh it was in the mid to late 90s where family sitcoms they were still around but they weren't as popular as they had used to be um it seems that shows in the mid 90s about the single life and or dramas were becoming more popular uh with examples being such as like melrose place beverly hills 90210 and even Seinfeld was a part of this trend in regards to the single life. Uh, in Full House's final season in the fall of ni- in the fall of '94 uh, is when Friends debuted, and then Friends became a runaway hit. Um, so in the spring of '95, ABC cancels Full House after eight seasons. Uh, ABC stated it was due to rising uh, production costs, and at that time, Full House's ratings started to dip a little bit. Um, its peak. At, uh, at number eight in season five, but by season eight, it dropped down to 24 to 24th in the ratings. Um, there rumors had speculated that it was going to move to the then WB network. Um, for those who may not remember the WB, um, the WB basically had sitcoms such as like Seventh Heaven, Gilmore Girls, and Reba, and even Smallville. However, John Stamos himself stated that he was against the idea of having a of being on a show that went from like you know a good established network to a network that you know was basically just kind of uh, was basically just kind of unknown. So he st- stated that like if Full House had gone to the WB, that he would not be coming back. Uh, Candace Cameron at the time was also looking to move on to college and she had even stated in interviews looking back saying like, hey, if this show does not get picked up, things are going to be okay. Um, I even read some fan fiction online uh, a few years ago where uh, somebody had came up with like scripts where Jesse had either moved out of the full house or he would have been like killed off or something yeah that yeah it was pretty bizarre and the character dj herself i mean more than likely she would have been written out uh going to college um and she only would appear in like maybe three or four episodes at like a 23 episode season um interviews with the cast like you know whether it was on A&E's biography or on VH1's behind the scenes uh, the cast had stated that they never got a final show um, actually the final episode that was uh, that was filmed was actually not the last episode to air according to Jody Sweeten's autobiography Unsweeten the final episode that they actually shot 
was an episode called All Stood Up. And in the episode, Stephanie uh, gets asked out by a popular athlete and she gets stood up. When Danny is at Stephanie's school to partake in a food drive, Danny confronts the boy and basically just calls him out for, for, for standing up Stephanie on the date. Um, to, in true Full House fashion, everything does wrap up at the end. And the, actually, the last scene that was filmed was with Jody Sweeten and Bob Saget. Um, and it was definitely emo- and it definitely was emotional. The de facto series finale was actually a two-parter that was entitled Michelle Rides Again. Um, And yes, this is the episode in which Michelle loses her memory. So in this episode, um, Michelle is interested in horseback riding and she wants to enlist in a jumping competition. Danny's a little bit hesitant about it, but he gets motivated to do so um, by, by a rich, elite, snobby mother. Uh, however, Michelle becomes friends with, with the daughter of the rich elite snobby mother. When they decide not to compete in the competition, they decide to just go on a trail. Michelle's horse gets buckled, she falls off, hits her head, and then she loses her memory. But of course, in true TV sitcom fashion, it comes back all within 20 minutes. Um, so yeah, e- and even some of the cast like even um bob saget like in one of the interviews he did before he passed away he admitted that de facto series finale was a little bit bizarre like in regards like memory loss really um so yeah full house ends in may of 1995 and it has been in syndication ever since um for myself when it comes to full house um i've liked it in three stages the first was childhood in childhood i loved it as a kid i really enjoyed watching it i thought it was funny i thought it was clever and it did help the fact that i for that for a little bit i did have a crush on candace cameron and i also had a crush on jody sweeten as well yet also at the same time i was kind of ashamed to tell others that i liked it because i automatically assumed that it was just like a girls show like it was just a, a show that was just like made for girls um, and I was actually kind of afraid to tell people I liked it. Um, I had a couple of people that kind of teased me about it a little bit, saying like, ooh, you like Full House, ha ha. But looking back on it, yeah, 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 who cares? Uh, the second stage of fandom was like as a teenager and a young adult. Um, right around 2003 or 2004 is when Full House transitioned over to Nick at Night. Um when it was on Nick at Night, I would start watching like, you know, a few episodes of it and I hated it. I was like, you know, why did I like the show to begin with? Um, and I would make fun of it at like every moment, every opportunity that I had, um, whether it was like with friends or whether it was on like social media, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. Uh, any chance that I had to make fun of Full House, I, I took advantage of it. And the third stage of fandom is where I am today. Uh, as an adult, I can appreciate Full House for what it is. Um, yeah, it's a little cheesy. It's a little silly at times, but I can easily watch an episode or two and, you know, just laugh and be like, wow, you know, this is actually a good moment from the childhood. Um, the reason that I did start to appreciate it as an adult is actually kind of funny. So I went to go see Dumb and Dumber 2. (laughs) 
And there's a line in Dumb and Dumber 2 where Harry's talking to Lloyd and he's talking about his life's accomplishments. And Harry's like, oh, you know, I've uh, been a paperboy for a week. I watched every episode of Full House. And Lloyd's like, wow, every episode? And the reason that that joke was in there is because supposedly Jeff Daniels and Dave Coulier have have been mistaken for each other, like throughout their respective careers, which ironically, both of them are from the are, are from Michigan. Um, so that is a odd coincidence uh, right there. Um, also, around this time, I ended up having a girlfriend at the time named Stephanie and her middle name was Dawn. And of course, that instantly made me think of. A full house episode uh there's a season four episode in which uh stephanie is getting teased by the teas at the kids at school and they're calling her step on me and so she decides to change her name she decides to change it to dawn so yes i had a girlfriend slash fiance whose name was stephanie dawn um i thought that that was just like an in- interesting uh, coincidence um, alas, the relationship did not work out, but hey, that's okay. Uh, wherever she's at now, I hope that she's happy and uh, has found happiness. Um, I might have gone overboard with uh, watching the show with her. It probably drove her nuts that like I was interested in, in that kind of show. But regardless, it's it's some uh, it's some good memories that I have. Uh, as I was coming up with this podcast episode, um, I began to ask myself, you know, why has the show? stayed with me all these years like why have I come back and appreciated Full House for what it is and I think I found the answer the answer that I found is the fact that I was is that it was the first time that I was able to have a common bond with older cousins particularly my cousins that were female um because I do have a couple of um, a few cousins that are few female cousins that are older than me um there's like about a five to seven year age difference um and i remember my mom telling me like when we would go to visit like i remember she would tell me that like oh yeah like your cousins they love full house or like they watched it and they think it's funny so i think that by having like that that common interest like with my cousins that were older than me it definitely made me feel it definitely made me feel cool. Uh, definitely made me glad that I was able to share like a common bond because when you're a kid, um, like let's say you're, or when I started watching the series, I was like eight, maybe nine years old. Um, like nine year olds don't exactly have a lot in common, um, with, uh, with people that are like 15 or 16 year 16 years old. I mean, the com- I mean, the common interests are very, very minimal. So I think to have like a show like Full House um, as a common interest uh, for all different age ranges, I think that's something that says a lot about this show um, is that like anybody can watch it. Any any age group, whether it's like you're a kid, a teenager, an adult. um, Yeah, it definitely shows you how timeless the show is and also how um, how to me it's aged fairly well. Um, A lot of the a lot of the. Topics in there aren't like, you know, about like modern era or anything like that. I mean, yeah, like some of the technology is a little bit dated. Um, But overall, I think like the themes and the message of the show, you know, which is about family and love and trust. um, I definitely that is something that is sorely lack sorely lacking in our world today. 
and I wish that more people uh, could easily go back and, uh, you know, watch it. If you haven't watched Full House in a long time, uh, currently, as of this episode, it is uh, streaming on HBO Max. Um, uh, I would suggest, like, buying the series on DVD, like, the complete series. Uh, but last I checked uh, on Amazon, it was like $90 and it wouldn't even be available for like three to five months. And I think the reason that being that being is because, you know, Bob Saget passed away in January. Um, and I think everybody's like, you know, wanting to buy the series on Full House. Um, so, yeah. And those are my thoughts on the series of Full House as a whole. Um yeah, so yeah, like if you haven't watched it in a long time, I highly suggest that you do or find a way to do so. Um, or even if you don't have time to watch like the entire series, just look up various clips. Um, there are all kinds of clips on YouTube, um, especially like some of the outtakes. Um, the, the outtakes are, are, really, are really funny. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts on Full House. And this is Mr. Birdman signing out. And uh, remember, everywhere you look, everywhere you look, there's a heart, there's a heart a hand to hold on to when you're lost out there and you're all alone a light is waiting to carry you home everywhere you look this is mr birdman signing out